Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hello, Kieran. That's me with my normal, socially acceptable voice Okay. Uh, for this show in particular, but I know I usually bring a spoiler out, but I've got a special one for you, I've got a life spoiler, oh, not really? a movie spoiler, yes, because right now, at this exact moment, underneath the ground... There is a figure that looks exactly like Kieran. Really? And a figure that looks exactly like Maddie D. And they're sitting in pretty much the exact same positions. And they've got microphones in their hands and they're doing a podcast, but their podcast sounds like. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, Somehow I feel like their show would get more <laughs> listeners. Yeah, like, I show- feel sorry for all the poor doppelgangers who have to listen to their show. Their, their show, their show is quite well. successful. Yeah, their show gets all the views uh, more than our show does. All the listens. All the listens, all the listens, yeah. And then eventually, you know, the doppelganger that is the Kieran doppelganger will go, <laughs> point to a bar, and then the Maddie D doppelganger will go, <laughs> okay. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> poor guys. Yeah. Poor guys. And we're supposed to feel sorry for them, I guess? <laughs> I guess. Sounds like the life to me. Yeah, it does. They've got a good podcast and everything. Yes. Okay. Well, that was an interesting adventure <laughs> that you took me on there, Maddie D. So for this episode, we're taking a break from predicting upcoming movies and we're going to return to another episode of actual spoilers in yes. which we look back at our predictions of movies that we've made in the past, movies that have since come out, and we essentially see how well we did. Mm, yes. So it's the report card episode. That's so right. we have a full point system. We review each other's plots and then we give points based on how accurate we were. That's right. So if you're listening to this episode without listening to our Us episode, you may yes. be a little lost. Because <laughs> yes, essentially definitely. what we're doing is we're looking at the predictions that we made in that episode and how close we got. So If you haven't listened to the Us episode yet, or if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see the movie, please either listen to our episode and watch the movie, or at least just listen to our previous episode so you can find out what we said and then how that ranks up to what actually happened in the movie. Because otherwise you might be a bit lost, but not that that's a bad thing. You might enjoy yourself nonetheless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, I just want to reiterate, like we do for every one of these episodes, this isn't a review of the movie. We're not going to break down everything that happened in the plot of us no. step by step. Although, I think we can make some special exceptions this episode because... Yes. There's a lot of stuff that happened in the movie Us that, I don't know, it sort of begs talking about. We're full of opinions, at least I am. I'm full yeah. of opinions this episode. Usually I try to like leave yeah, it alone. Generally, we like to leave the opinions alone, but, but I think a lot of stuff happened in the actual movie that I guess we weren't expecting or mm. things happened that don't really make a lot of sense. And yes. in some ways, I feel like stuff that we predicted made more sense than what actually <laughs> happened in the movie. So I feel like we kind of have to talk about that yeah. stuff going through this episode. Well, Kieran, as you know, I've not been able to shut up about this movie and my opinions about yeah, this right. movie. Um, I think the fact that we really thought, especially this one, we thought so hard about this movie, about how it could be. And every single thing we thought of, we were like, oh, they can't do that because that wouldn't make sense. So it was an interesting thing sitting down and watching the actual movie with that mindset. Yes, absolutely. Maddie D and I watched the movie together a couple of days ago. We did. Typically, Matty D isn't a big fan of horror yes. movies. <laughs> That's right. He's quite the big baby when it comes to them. But yep. how did you find this one? As a scary movie? Yeah. Um, I did not find it <laughs> that scary. No. So I am a big baby when it comes to scary movies. So I sat through it and I wasn't uh, really startled. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to sit here and sound really smug and cocky, but it wasn't scary to me. Yeah, so Matty D's a big wuss. <laughs> yes, I am. It Admittedly kind of felt, so. Yeah, it kind of felt like 
this movie wasn't really trying to be scary. But it was supposed to be drop your soda scary, yeah. as we say all the time. Your soda this... was successfully held and drank. Yeah, I think I was perhaps even chuckling a few times when, yeah. when, it, when I, maybe I wasn't supposed to. But well, yeah. one thing that we predicted about the movie was that it would be less comedic than Get Out was. Mm. Get Out, of course, being Jordan Peele's previous movie. Yeah. I suppose in the canon, it's not really a canon. It's not part of the same universe. We predicted that it would be, but it isn't really. We sort of implied that that might be the yeah. case. We kind of flirted with that idea. Yeah, so we said there'd be less humour and mm. less politics, yeah. less social commentary. Now, we were wrong on both counts since yeah. there was way more humour than Get Out, in my opinion. Yeah. And there was plenty of social commentary to be had as well. Oh, we sort of said there was social commentary, but just in a different way. Yeah. But maybe I'm getting braver, Kieran. Maybe I'm uh, I'm a different Matty D now. Maybe I can uh, take the horror movies. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I can take the horror genre. It's like, whatever. I'm a cool guy now. I can, I'm a badass. I can watch these horror I movies. I think it might just be the movie. <laughs> no, I think it's me. Go out and watch something like Hereditary or Midsommar. And no, I don't think so. Tell I me think, how you go. I think the drop your soda scary us is enough for me okay. to sort of cement my legacy as a So you're a just a brave man now. You don't yep. need to prove it. Yep, that's right. All right, so let's start breaking down each other's plots now. Okay. Before we do that, I just want to point out how the point system works. Essentially, what we've decided to do, if we've got something dead on and it wasn't in the trailer, it wasn't in any of the marketing material, we're going to give two points for that prediction. Mm-hmm. If we got something right and it was in the trailer or if we'd heard about it from another source, that's only a single point because it's just a matter of interpreting it correctly. We know it's going to happen, but did we get the context right? Did we interpret what we saw or what we heard correctly into our plots and if we got something that was not really that correct but on the right track it's half a point yeah so for example if i said oh they're gonna have a pet dog but they have a pet cat that's worth so half, that's a, half point. a point that's right and if they saw a pet cat in the trailer <laughs> that's yes. one point and if they lied well yeah. there we go before we get into it do you want to say how you felt when we did the episode how close you thought you were i personally didn't feel that confident mm. i know you were confident i was yeah you were very confident about your whole gus angle can't wait to <laughs> get into that more let's do it yeah yeah i was kind of confident going in but i didn't think i would i thought i'd be close but not 100 percent. yeah but i was surprised at how close we both were we will find out exactly how close you were from your score that you receive at the end of reviewing the prediction yes and this is an interesting episode as well because this was an episode that we really we really went all in with this one i think it was the first episode first time that we started making bold predictions yeah because this movie kind of begged that it begged for us to really delve in deep and try to really because it was such a vague trailer that we really had to... And the previous two podcasts we recorded, we were very sort of safe with our predictions. Yeah. We wouldn't really say anything concrete that we didn't see in a trailer or hadn't heard about in advance. Yeah, so well, yeah, and this we was... really wanted to go out on limbs and have it pay off. Did it pay off? We'll mm. find out. So if this you is... saw the movie, you'll know. <laughs> so this is an interesting episode because this is the first episode that we didn't have a safety net in the sense that the trailer was really mysterious. Yes. And also we went on on a limb, so... And it was also not obvious which direction the movie was going to... Exactly. Gonna... It was going to go in, so... Personally speaking, anyway, I mean, there might be people out there who predicted exactly what was going to happen. By the way, mind you, before we start again, I know we keep delaying giving each other our report cards, but I just wanted to point out as well, even though I didn't predict it in our actual podcast itself... When Matty D and I sat down to watch the movie, 15 minutes into the movie, I predicted the big twist at the end. He did. Just because I spent so much time analysing the movie. And then it just seemed to become really clear with the little hints that they were dropping right at the beginning of the movie, that that's the direction that they were going to go in. It wasn't clear to me. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. But yeah, Kieran did say that while we're watching the movie. But he didn't say it on the podcast. No, so, so no points count. for him. No, it doesn't count because I could have easily have cheated. So. Exactly. But I promise you, I didn't. <laughs> so let's get into what Matty D predicted all 
all those episodes ago. I was a very different man back then. Yes, you were. More scared of horror movies, presumably. Anyway, one of the first things that you said was that rabbits are synonymous with clonings and therefore the tethered, aka the doppelgangers, aka the clones, are clones of the main characters. So I gave you a point and a half for that overall assessment because that's pretty obvious, but they are clones. You did float the theory that they might be from another dimension or they could be shapeshifters, but they were in fact clones and that was your original assessment. Mm. So a point and a half there. I was talking about the untethered or the tethered, sorry. Yeah, the I tethered. I saying the other dimension people. But yeah, I'll take a point. Point and a half. Yeah. So you thought that the movie would open straight away with an introduction to Adelaide as an adult, revealing that she had a tragic past that is linked to the holiday that she had when she was young. I actually gave you a point for that because you, you said that you read that in an article. I did. Now that's not quite exactly what happened at the start of the movie, but you're on the right track, so I think that deserves a point. Uh, you also said at the start of the movie she's apprehensive about going back to the beach for a family holiday with the Tylers since it brings back a lot of ill feelings and trauma for her. Again, I gave you a point because Ding. you knew that was coming from the material that you read. And the trailer. Yeah, of course. Next, you said, we never really know what happened to her as a child that caused all this trauma, but we know that something bad happened. I gave you half a point for that because we do know what happens. We see that quite clearly in the movie that she was, well, she at least ran into her doppelganger at the start of the movie. Do we actually know, though, what As the movie progresses, we do see what happens, but you were sort of suggesting that we never find out. Well, at this stage, we never find out. Yeah, okay. And then what you were suggesting happened to her as a child is very different from what actually happened in the movie, but I'll get into that as I continue. Yeah, right. I had a stepfather angle. Yes, or a foster parent angle anyway. You said her husband Gabe tries to comfort her and convince her to face her fears. I don't think that was shown anywhere in the trailers or any material, so I gave you two points because that's exactly what happens. Yeah, in his own corny way. Yeah, that happens. But he's a sensible husband and I think any sensible husband would try and reassure their partner or wife that there's nothing to fear in a simple holiday house or a beach location, so... Were we supposed to like him? I don't know. Were we supposed to like anybody? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's a real question that I have. I think we can talk about it. I've got a a lot of questions about this movie. Yes. Yes, me too. Let's get through what we said in the past before we bring up new questions and and ideas. So you thought that the filming location may be the same filming location as Jaws, (laughs) as in the movie Jaws, but Us was filmed at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in Los Angeles, and Jaws was filmed at Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. I like that you did Very different locations. Yes, I had to. I had to fact check you there, Matty D. He had a Jaws shirt, though. Yeah, that doesn't mean the location's the same. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I was on the right track. All right. You said that the Wilson family seems normal on the surface, but there are darker undertones to them <laughs> that play out throughout the film. Nope. Nope, that doesn't really happen at all. Nope. But I did give you half a point because one of the family members does have a darker side that we're not aware of straight away. Yeah, I suppose so. So, yeah, that's half a point. It, I it think it's the, worth half a point. It was the daughter who was a runner, right? That was yeah. really important of the plot. Now, you thought that Gabe would be loud and abrasive. I think that's pretty clear from the trailer. And he's constantly trying to one-up everybody. Not really. And he is trying to relive his youth by acting like he's still hip. Now, I actually gave you a point for that because we see that he's kind of like this in the trailer. But in the movie, he dabs. (laughs) There's another movie this year with a dab in it. So I gave you a point for that because, yeah, I guess you called it. Hollywood writers who are listening to us, and I know you are, stop people dabbing in movies, please. Yes, please. No more dabbing. It's going to look ridiculous when you look back in the movies in the future. (laughs) It looks ridiculous now. Yeah, it does look ridiculous now. I cringe every time I see it. Please stop. Movies are not made for us old people, Karen. Moving on. You said that the daughter Zora would have a bad relationship with her parents, or one of her parents at least. Now, that's not the case at all. She's quite well adjusted. Actually, she's just a moody teenager, but she seems to have a fairly fine relationship with both her parents in the actual movie. She's on her phone a lot. Isn't everybody. Yeah. (laughs) 
Now, you also thought that Jason would feel like he's invisible or... <laughs> Jeez, was I wrong. At least he is socially awkward and people find him weird. I actually gave you two points for that because the Tyler twins, when they see him on the beach, actually say, oh, your brother's a weirdo. Oh, yeah, those important Tyler twins. And he definitely is socially awkward because he has a few, I guess, just strange behaviours that aren't does really he? explained. Does he? I don't it think he does. He seems like a regular kid, he to be honest. He does seem like a regular kid. But yeah, remember how at the table he's just saying random stuff that the parents don't really understand? Yeah, but that's because he's hearing it from somewhere else, I'm yeah, imagining, I guess which so. kids that age do. He's just an impressionable young boy, I guess. Is he a firebug? I don't think he is. I don't think so. They never really make that clear. He's got this weird device that's connected to his hand yeah. that he clicks in a causes sparks yeah. some sort of like sort of like the attachment on a lighter that causes a spark but aside from that mm, it just uh, seems like a, a regular kid yeah i wouldn't even see that's a weird thing maybe for a parent to give a child that is kind of yeah, strange I guess but so. maybe he got it himself maybe. you never know one of the kids at he school, won it at the fair yeah one of the kids at school gave it to him for his lunch he's having it for halloween oh i'll get into that yes please <laughs> Now, you thought that while the Wilson family are travelling to their holiday home that they'll hit a rabbit in their car and veer (laughs) off the road. You actually thought it might be a deer or just some sort of general animal, but you decided on a rabbit in the end. That doesn't happen, though that would be hilarious because we all know what would happen if they hit a rabbit as opposed to a deer or a larger animal. (laughs) Now, you said when we meet the Tylers that the Tylers will come off as pretentious and annoying. They are. Deliberately annoying. Yeah, I guess so. They're kind of annoying in every way. So I gave you a point for that because I think it was oh, clear the from the trailer the that yeah. yeah, that the Tylers are gonna be pretentious and annoying. You next predicted that Jason will wander off and run into a stranger, and we don't see what happens between Jason and the stranger. I gave yes. you a point and a half for that because that's pretty much exactly what happens, but we sort of learn eventually that nothing happened between Jason and the stranger. You thought that he'd be left traumatized by his experience with a stranger, but he isn't. He draws a picture. He draws a picture of the stranger <laughs> going so far as Showing that, yeah, he's not traumatized at all. He just saw the stranger and then came back. So there was no diddler. I never said that. As I previously (laughs) thought in your plot. I love that in this movie, we kept referring to this character as Gus. I'm pretty sure it's... When we were watching the movie, we were like, there's Gus. it's Gus. That's him, that's Gus. (laughs) Which was my name for this character that we saw in the trailer. Now you said that we won't get any concrete information on this mysterious stranger on the (laughs) beach at all. We do, actually. In the movie, we get plenty of information on this character. He's a strange man who was there years and years ago. He's sort of like a religious man, a Bible-bashing man who carries around a quote from a Bible passage, or is at least just a like a page reference number yeah, I from the Bible passage. Yeah, I looked into this. It's a Bible passage where God says something like, I'll... Send in the clones. Yeah. Well, not really, but I'll send a plague upon you that you really? can't, you know, that you can't defeat and it'll wipe Oh, one of those passages. Up. Yeah, right? one of those ones. But yeah, so Old school Bible. He's a random Bible basher man who I guess he believes the end is nigh, but he ends up being killed by his doppelganger and that is his doppelganger standing on the beach getting ready to make the first link in the chain for the hands across America. I think it's a really funny thing that he had that sign and he was like, the end is nigh. Yes. Like years ago when he was a young man yeah. and it took him like however long. 30 years. 30 years. <laughs> and I like to think that he was just about to put away his sign. He's like, well, may- maybe everything's okay. Yeah. Put away his cardboard sign and he gets killed by his doppelganger. Yes. My favorite detail in the movie is that they put his <laughs> sign next to him when they're carrying him That's away right. in the yeah. ambulance. Yeah. Like They're like, oh, Wait, can't let him that. forget his sign. Someone might drive past and need to recognize this yes, old man. exactly. <laughs> it was only specifically done for us, the audience, yeah. so we'd recognize him yeah. because I wouldn't have otherwise. Because his name is Jeremiah. Is it? No. no. <laughs> that was what was on that the was sign. On the sign. Oh. 
Oh, and his me. doppelganger had three scars on his head rather than having the sign. It's very weird. Yeah, he had the same symbol from the sign on his head. Yeah, because I, I guess that's just how we recognize. Well, well who doppelgangers he is. didn't have access to signs. They had access yeah. to everything else. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that <laughs> later on. So you thought that the Wilsons would meet their doppelgangers the following day, but that's not exactly true. They meet them that night, the same yeah, right. night that they return home from the beach. Could be twelve a.m. <laughs> the next so day. Did you miss the detail that all the footage when they meet their doppelgangers is at night? time in the trailer? No, I, I saw that, but yeah, no. You just chose to ignore it. Just chose to ignore it. No points there. Now, you said that the doppelgangers would be odd versions of the Wilsons who toy with the family at first. Now, that is what happens. They are basically exact replicas of them, but they don't act the same at all. But this was all clear from the trailer, so only a point there. You said as the Wilsons try to escape, it becomes clear that the doppelgangers can predict their movements. Now, that's not really the case at all. You could argue that it seems that way, but that's never really proven in the movie because there's several times that the real counterparts one-up their doppelgangers or can trick them or... Yeah, there seems to be no... The movie chooses whether that's the case and whether yeah. it's not. Well, it just never clearly says that. And so I'm just going to presume that it's not the case because I there's no evidence. To. But doesn't one of the characters say like, oh, they're our doubles, so they will know where we are when they're in... I think they're just saying that they know how we think because they share right. the same brain. They, but they all... don't have a psychic connection. That... Well, they do have a connection, yeah. but I don't think they have this explicit oh, they can tell all my moves before yeah. I'm going to do it. Because they say when they're at the Tyler's, oh, we can't stay at the Tyler's house because our doppelgangers will find us because they know yeah. we're, we're here. And they know where the Tyler's live, so. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of weird. They never say it, but they kind of, it is kind of, but it's not. I was confused. If they had that. a moment. I'm not disputing the points. It was just something that confused me. Yeah, if there was a definitive moment where we saw that the doppelgangers could predict anything that the humans did or the, the real Wilsons did, then that would be confirmed. But since they didn't, I can't give you any points there. Okay. Now, you also thought that the doppelgangers would never attack their own counterpoints. Oh, God, was I wrong, eh? Yeah, that's not true at all. <laughs> that they, happened all the time. Yeah. In fact, that's the main plot. Yes. Everyone's always going up against their own doppelgangers. Do you know how- or the doppelgangers just really attack whoever they want. Yeah. Do you remember how cocky I was where I was like, well, you know, Kieran, uh, in the trailer, we never- You can't fight we, your own we, doppelganger. We never actually see the doppelgangers fight their counterparts. So, obviously, it's a And rule. I was like, I didn't notice that, but that's a great point. And I incorporated it into my plot because of that. <laughs> Sorry, there's a few things you did that lost you points for that reason. Yeah. Oh, well, you can't be mad about it. Now, you thought regarding the symbolism of the movie that the doppelgangers would represent the evil or tucked away version of yourself that everybody has. hey Now, I only gave you half a point for that because that's not really true because that wasn't the filmmaker's intention for what they're supposed to represent. Oh, really? No, not at all. So the reason that I gave you half a point is because one of them literally is a tucked away version of themselves. Mm-hmm. In a very literal sense. Yeah. I'm, of course, talking about Adelaide, Adelaide and Red. But no, they're not representative of the evil that they do or the evil sides of themselves. Because you thought when you were setting up the characters that these evil doppelgangers, these clones, would represent, for example, Zora's relationship with her parents yeah. or Gabe's darker side or Adelaide's anxiety. But yeah, that's not the case the at all. The exaggerated versions of what they tried to like disguise. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> now, I just wanted to quickly point out that Jordan Peele said that the doppelgangers are supposed to represent privilege in the class system. Okay. So by having these clones who literally are a lower class, they live below all these people, the message is supposed to be you can't have privilege without taking advantage of somebody else. There's somebody who looks just like you, a regular person, 
person just like you in every way who's being exploited by your privilege is essentially the overall message or the theme of the movie. Now, that doesn't entirely work for me because... Obviously, because Gabe is yelling at dogs, so... That makes sense. What? What are you talking when about? When he's on the boat, he's like his doppelganger is screaming at dogs. Is he? I don't remember that happening. Remember he's at the boat and he's like, <laughs> well, he's screaming like a dog. He wasn't yelling specifically at. I a thought dog. there were dogs barking that he was yelling at. Like they could have been. I don't remember that. But yeah, so I think you could either interpret it as like a social class system or a, a government created system of oppression or privilege. But what does that do for the message when the lower class physically rises up and starts to kill the upper class? So what are you saying? Like, it's a revolution. Should, should we keep ourselves physically separated from the other classes? Because if they get anywhere near us, they're just going to automatically murder us? Maybe the idea is if we exploit people, eventually it turns out bad. Yeah, I guess so, in a very loose sense. But then, again, what does that say about the ending twist? I don't know. When you start to break it down, it doesn't really work if you think about it on a metaphorical level. And then when you look at the actual plot itself, there are several things about it that don't make sense either. So in the end, it just kind of ended up messy. Mm. But anyway, continuing on with what you predicted, you thought that the Wilsons will attempt to contact the authorities... But for some reason, the authorities don't help very much. Now, they did call the police, so I did give you a point. But the whole reason that the authorities don't help them out, it's not because the authorities don't believe them. It's because, presumably, the authorities have been killed by their own doppelgangers. Oh, is that what happened? I guess so. I guess, yeah. Because the police are like, we'll be there in 15 minutes, and they never turned up. Well, wouldn't they be also preoccupied with all the other doppels? Yeah, yeah, I, I think we can presume that that happened as well. So, yeah, one point there. Pretty smart idea by Adelaide to get I really should have given once. you half a point, but yeah. I think it's worth one point because you're on the right track, definitely. Now, we already touched on this a little bit, but you said that the movie won't have the same social commentary or racial politics as Get Out. It will be completely different. And I gave you half a point because there is social commentary and one could interpret that it is race-related, as we just discussed, but it isn't that similar to Get Out. It's not well, I guess I was as saying, broad as Get Out. I guess I was is. saying it was a, it's not the same social commentary. No, you thought that the social commentary wouldn't be similar at all. Yeah. So I could only give you half a point for that. Fair enough. Now, you thought as well that at one stage, the doppelgangers will get the attention of the authorities, causing the police to believe that the Wilsons themselves are responsible for a murder. Now, that would actually be really clever in a moment of suspense in the movie. The reason that you thought that this would happen is because you saw or you spotted Adelaide was wearing handcuffs in the trailer. Yeah, that happened. Now, that happened in the movie, but there is no moment where the police mistake the doppelgangers for the real Wilson, so I couldn't give you any points for that one. There's no point where that happens But I'm really shocked that that didn't happen in the movie. There's actually a lot of things that I was really shocked by that didn't happen in the movie that I thought would be really obvious to include in the movie, but again, we'll get into that as we continue. Now, you thought that the kids would become separated from the adults and the adults (laughs) would have to try and find them. Now, that does Oh, does it? Oh, it does too. Jason gets kidnapped by Adelaide's doppelganger and is taken down to the facility and Adelaide has to go down to rescue him. So yeah, that's 100% correct. So two points there. Yay. Speaking of Jason, you thought that Jason's doppelganger's burnt face was due to him being abused by the doppelganger parents or at one stage he's burnt by the Wilsons themselves and I guess presumably healed really quickly because it's not like (laughs) it's a burnt face, it's a scarred face. Yeah. Now, that's not the case at all, obviously. They never really explain why his face is burnt. Yeah, he was born in fire. He was born in fire. I guess we're just to presume that he's a firebug because he carries around matches and Yeah, a I guess that's what we're to presume. And Red says, Don't burn the house down. 
<laughs> but yeah, they never really say why his face is burnt. I guess it's just done for creepiness factor. Don't know. Now you thought that Jason and his doppelganger would have a connection and that the doppelganger isn't a threat to Jason. Now I gave you half a point because that's not really the case. They have this connection where his doppelganger isn't trying to kill him, but at the same time, his doppelganger could kill him at any point. He's very aggressive and there's several points where Jason only escapes by the skin of his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I'm just I was just always wondering, like I, I just wondered watching this movie, why didn't the Jason doppelganger kill? Anyway, never mind. Continue. Yeah, it never really is explained, no. but the doppelgangers are sort of inconsistent and unpredictable, so I guess yeah. it's all just a part of that. Now on that note, you thought that Jason's doppelganger will lead the family to the clone factory. That doesn't happen. Nope. It's just a matter of Adelaide knowing where it is in advance. Going down the escalator. Now you said we don't get an explanation why, but we learn that people are being cloned. I gave you half a point because they don't really explain why, but they do say that a shadowy government organization was creating these clones in an attempt, in an experiment to try and control people up above. But since that failed, they just abandoned it. Yeah. And that leaves us to question, who's putting the rabbits in the cages? Who's cleaning up after the clones? Who's, who's powering the them? escalator? Yeah, who's putting power in the facility? Who's supplying them with all the props and outfits that they need for their elaborate copying of the up above world? Yep. <laughs> so there's something not quite explained there. You said that within the factory there would be a room filled with pictures of all the people who are being cloned. That doesn't happen at all. Uh, you said there'd also be... Would be cool though. Yes, it would be. There'd be half-finished clones or deformed clones. Inc- would be cool though. Including one of Mrs. Tyler. That doesn't happen. And Jason accidentally releases all of the clones from the factory, yeah. leading them to cause havoc. Nope, they've already escaped at this point. And Jason is finally rescued by his parents from the clone factory. That happens two points. Yay. You thought that the Tylers would be murdered by their own clones. I gave you a point and a half, and that happened. We see it in the trailer, kind of. Yeah, sort of. But the reason I gave you only a point and a half and not two points is because you weren't decided on whether the Wilsons clones killed the Tylers or if the Tylers clones killed the Tylers. Fair enough. So if you made a decision, I would have been able to give you more points. You thought that Mr. Tyler would be killed early and Mrs. Tyler would be killed at the end of the movie. Uh, I gave you half a point because Mr. Tyler is killed first, but Mrs. Tyler is killed pretty soon afterwards. <laughs> now, this is something interesting. You thought that the doppelgangers would have a weakness and that weakness would be <laughs> loud noises of all things. And the Wilsons would be able to overpower them and lead them in directions Look. by using a siren, presumably like on an ambulance or on a <laughs> fire truck. Yeah. That's not the case at all. Apparently their weakness is uh, sticks and spiky things. Yeah, their weakness is death, like most people. (laughs) You thought that the Wilsons would drive the clones back into the factory using a siren and then burn it down. That doesn't happen at all. Would be cool though. I guess so. (laughs) It would be entertaining to see like a whole bunch of clones just running away in terror from a fire truck or an ambulance, just covering their ears and going, and darting into a factory. Although I liked the visual of them all holding hands across America. Thought that was cool. Oh, you mean what happened in the actual movie? In the actual movie. movie, yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely a cooler image than running away from a <laughs> fire truck. I needed to come up with a conclusive end there. And I saw it fire in the trailer, so... Yes. yes. So all the clones are dead in your prediction, except for a clone of Adelaide. That doesn't happen. In a way. Yeah, but they're not all dead. I mean, there is a clone of Adelaide, but it's not like it's the only okay. survivor. Fair enough. Now, this was your big twist. This is what you thought was going to happen. This is what you were super confident about. Oh, no. You thought that the stranger that Jason saw on the beach was Adelaide's foster parent, a.k.a. Gus, who was the mastermind behind the entire cloning scheme. And it turns out Gus isn't even called Gus and isn't important at all. No. And you thought the whole finale of the movie would be Adelaide confronting her foster dad and the clone of herself. 
Of course, that doesn't happen, and you thought that Adelaide would kill Gus. We know that Gus isn't a real character, so that doesn't happen. I hung my whole prediction on this Gus character. You also thought that Adelaide would fight her clone, but can't defeat her because her clone knows all her movements. I gave you half a point because Adelaide does fight her clone. It appears like she knows all her movements, but that's not actually the case at all. Really cool scene, by the way. I love that. That was my favourite scene in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. That was absolutely the highlight of the whole movie Mm. for me as well. Now, mind you, in the real movie, Adelaide does manage to defeat her own tethered, or is it her own tethered? But you thought in your plot that Jason would be the one to kill the clone of his mother because Adelaide just physically couldn't do it, leading the whole family to survive the ordeal, which I gave you two points for because that happens. The whole family survives the ordeal. Oh, I guess so. In a very loose, technical way. Jason doesn't kill the clone, though. No, no. I didn't give you a point for that, but I gave you two points for the family surviving the whole ordeal. And he said that this movie will have a happy ending. (laughs) No. I have a lot of contention with that point, but yes, I gave you half a point because that's not really the case. It's got a Goosebumps happy ending. Yeah, I guess so. It's got a fake out happy ending. You think everything's happy, but then they throw the twist on you. The twist being that Adelaide is her doppelganger the whole time. They switch places when they were kids. And the doppelganger lives her life. Like that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, as, you know, takes over her actual life. The doppelganger is Adelaide. Which Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Isn't there an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where that happens, where they switch Oh, up? yeah, you're right. Yeah. What is that one, The Sixth Day? Can't remember. Or is that the one where he fires the rocket launcher at the devil? <laughs> Don't know. I know there is a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he gets cloned and the clone takes over his is life. It? It's also a Simpsons episode as well uh, with Bart replacing the clone Bart. Yes. So overall, Matty D, you had 25 points. Cool. Which is one point less than you did for Captain Marvel. So that means you're not improving. You're getting worse I'm somehow. getting worse. I was really confident with that I tell prediction. you what, it's all just a matter of learning. So you're being bolder. So that means you've got more stakes. You've got bigger gambles. You're taking bigger risks. So it's all on the road to improvement. I think what you've just listed there is a pretty good movie. I'm proud of what I said. What, your prediction? Yeah, my prediction. Okay. But let's have a look. I'm glad somebody is proud of it. Let's gaze our eyes, shall Shall we? And our ears to what Kieran thought of us Mm. before he acts all smug and coy over there. So, Kieran's prediction of us. You said it started with a cold open. You're right, it did. Two points for that. Congratulations. I think I say every movie starts (laughs) with a cold open though. Eventually you'll be right. (laughs) Um, You've also said young Adelaide was on the beach and she was walking away from a fun fair. I gave you one point for that just because we see that in the trailer. Yes. But kudos to you because I didn't say that. And she has a candy apple instead of a lollipop. I know. You were so close, eh? Yeah, she has a candy apple and you just thought it was an oversized lollipop. Apparently so. She could have been a little girl. I think you even said she drops her lollipop in the sand, which actually happens with the candy apple. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. You said this. You said she either walks underneath the boardwalk or through a hall of mirrors. Guess what, Kieran? Both of those things happened. Yes. <laughs> I actually said, no, I, I want it to be the hall of mirrors. So I decided on the hall of mirrors rather than the boardwalk. But yeah, both of those things do happen. Both of those things do happen. So you're right for both of your suggestions there. You say he, she finds her doppelganger and her doppelganger chokes her. I'll give you a point there because that was in the trailer. Yes. Interestingly enough. Using your we don't there. see that until the last scene of the movie. Don't Why did they put it in the trailer then? I don't know. If that was supposed to be the big twist. I guess because you're expecting it to happen and you're like really afraid. They're like, oh yeah. no, she's going to turn around and it just goes like snaps yeah, they, to- they go the unscary route of not showing anything <laughs> scary. Yeah. So you're saying they go and they travel to their holiday house. I give you a point for that because we see that in the trailer. I just want to make a mention here that you talked about how the Tylers and the Wilsons know each other. You speculated that they were friends from college. Yep. Uh, but then you 
said, no, they would have to know each other from way back when, so they yeah. probably know each other from childhood. They never went into how these no. two characters know each other. Kieran, you're thinking way too much about the plot, obviously, than, yes. than the writers. And the character relationships. Now, I think in the movie they suggested that Mr. Tyler and Gabe were college buddies, or at least high school buddies, but mm. that's just an interpretation, my interpretation. Yeah, they never say how they know each other, they just know each other. They just are at the beach one day, and they're talking about what drinks they want to get. Yeah. It's vodka o'clock. It's vodka o'clock. It's vodka o'clock soon, I think, right now. So you speculated that Jason um, was either autistic or had some special needs or something along those lines, a learning disability. He Um, might. They never really go into it. Yeah, they never really... He's just a bit weird. Yeah, they never really say, so I didn't give you a point for that. To me, Jason was just Jason, but I don't know really, to be honest with you. That movie never made that clear. If they explicitly said that he had autism or was a special child or something like that, I would have expected a point, but because they didn't, I'm not upset that you didn't give me one. Yeah. Then you said strange stuff happens at the beach. You're correct. I give you a point for that mm-hmm. because we did see that in the trailer. The Captain Marvel frisbee landing yes. in the dot. By the way, why? Like, like wh- By the way, that was the only coincidence that they showed us. They kept saying, oh, the, all these weird coincidences keep happening. I don't know what it is. And this leads Adelaide in the movie to speculate that her clone is going to come back. But why? How? Why, why does that make show sense? Us? Why not just show us the coincidences? I mean, you showed us one. How does weird stuff happen mean that you're doppelganger? They don't have control of the weather or where frisbees go. wouldn't it be creepier if we saw weird coincidences happening beyond where a frisbee lands? It would, but I just don't understand how these things are connected. Anyway, I give you a point for that, but like... Thank you. That just reminded me of why that... Of the fact that that didn't make sense to me. Like, why why has that got anything to do with doppelgangers? And it was nowhere near as important as I thought it was going to be. Not at all. So, Adelaide is worried about stuff. You said that. I'm paraphrasing for <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I gave you two points for that. Jason runs into a stranger. I give you one point. Uh, mm-hmm. You said the stranger was Mrs. Tyler in a mask, which I thought was been, yeah. way more clever than what happened there. No. So I just want to give you a little props there. It just turns out to not be Gus, not be Mrs. Tyler, but be some some guy. The Bible basher guy. The Bible basher. You said the stranger chases him and traces him under the boardwalks. Doesn't happen. We learn nothing happens to that stranger. No. He's just there the whole time. He's just there. He never moves and no one else notices him except for Jason. Well, he's waiting for his friends to come. And no, yeah, no one arrests him or anything. So Adelaide is comforting Jason in bed, you said, um, mm-hmm. as in sort of making sure he's okay. That does happen. Two points, exactly as you said, actually. Jason spots the doppelgangers outside at night. I give you a point there because that happened yep. in the trailer. <laughs> you said that there would be the line, be careful. I want to give you a point there because that happened in the trailer, but it doesn't happen in the movie. No. <laughs> so, Which I was very frustrated about because is, it was my favorite moment in the trailer, which, wasn't in the movie. Which was a dilemma for me because I was like, well, technically he's right because it was in the trailer, but Technically, it didn't happen in the movie. That line never appears. Um, no. But Adelaide does speak weirdly, which leads me into my next point, which you brought up. You said the doppelgangers will speak in non sequiturs yeah. and speak unusually. I thought they'd be line. like parrots where they just repeat things that they hear. And yeah. This would explain how they learn the mannerisms of their originals. Which would have been cool and would have been yeah. creepy, but they didn't. And we got to all move on from that. But they do speak in non sequiturs, I think, anyway. So I'm giving well, you Adelaide two points. Adelaide does. Well, Adelaide does, but she's the only one who can. Sorry, Red. Red. Adelaide's yeah. real life counterpart, as we learn. Yeah. Is she Red or is she Adelaide? I guess she would be Red. I, she's so this- Adelaide and Adelaide is Red. Right. So she does speak in non sequiturs. So I'll give you two points for that. Uh, but she's the only clone that speaks. 
The other ones just grunt. The doppelgangers attack only their copies. Um, Thanks, Matty D. And they have the same thoughts and feelings. Now, I just want to say that you were very much on the right track with that. In your prediction, you sort of say, I felt that the doppelgangers will only attack their copies. They're actually, that seems to be their goal is just to kill their other copies. Mm-hmm. But then you were like, but actually, since you said, Matty D, that, you know, they'd never do it in the trailer. I think you're right. So you're actually on the right track before, <laughs> before I, I, you know, steered you in the wrong direction. But I decided to give you two points because you did actually say that. Hey. So I guess they were two bonus points they were, because I yeah. didn't really deserve those. Yeah, yeah, they were. You just felt bad. Well, I felt that that is exactly what happened. The doppelgangers are only trying to kill each other. You're going to get a lot of bonus points in future episodes if that's the case. <laughs> There's so many times in other podcasts when you've been on the right track and I've just steered you away. Well, it's such a big part of the plot that the doppelgangers are trying to kill their doppelganger. Like, that's yeah. their whole goal. Their whole MO. That's the whole plot almost. So, I got to give you something for that because that's exactly what happened. You said he gets on a boat. It is his Who, boat, Gabe. Kieran. Yeah, Gabe. So, that's one point. Now, here's the thing. This is what threw me off. In the trailer, we see that he has his own boat called the Craw Daddy. Mm-hmm. And another point in the trailer when he's wrestling with, we don't see who, but we presumed that it was his own doppelganger. It's not the same boat. It's Mr. Tyler's boat. So, I was like, well, clearly they get onto Mr. Tyler's boat at some stage. So, I figured his boat was broken or something, but I didn't really articulate that in my plot. Yeah. So, you don't have to give me an extra point. Well, I'm giving you a point for... But that was my whole reasoning behind being confused about whose boat exactly <laughs> they were going to get on. You were on. looking into it too much. Well, I'm giving you a point for the fact that he does get into a boat. I'm giving you a point for the fact that he fights with his doppelganger on the boat. And I'm giving you a point for the fact that he shoots a flare gun at his doppelganger. No, he shoots a flare gun at Mr. Tyler's doppelganger. Well, he shoots it at a doppelganger. I'm giving you a point there. Okay, Kieran. I won't argue that. Um, that happens, but he doesn't actually hit the doppelganger, which is Did you hilarious. think that Gabe's doppelganger was going to come back throughout the movie after he got chopped up by the boat motor? No, I didn't think that. We never really saw him die. We just saw that he was chopped up by the boat motor and fell in the water. How would he come back? He's We, saw we didn't blood. see how injured he was. We just saw that he was injured. No, I didn't. I didn't think he'd be he back. He could have lost a hand. He could have lost a foot. Yeah, but Gabe... He was basically on his crotch, so I guess he was pretty injured. Yeah. <laughs> but Gabe was right there, so I, I wasn't expecting to see him back. Mm. But, you know, a surprise in this movie would have been nice. Anyway. <laughs> Not a review. Uh, you said as they were driving, uh, there'd be a doppelganger on the roof of the car and it would be the daughter. Zora. Zora. And she would try to smash the car, give you one point because that's in the trailer. And that they would end up on the beach. That's not in the trailer. That's not explicitly said. So I give you two points for that. You said that Adelaide would go through the Hall of Mirrors. Again, I give you two points. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on calling the Hall of Mirrors thing, by the way. Big thing in this movie. You predicted that the Tylers were the bad guys the whole time. Yeah, that they were evil scientists creating clones. Yes. No, they were not. In fact, no. the Tylers weren't really important at all. No, they were just extra bodies for the kill count. But something you did say is you said that the doppelgangers were genetic creations created with stem cells. I like to say that I also agreed with you, but they were. I believe there's a line that Adelaide says they're made of blood and bone like the real above earth people. I guess they would have been at one stage, but we're to presume because the government gave up on them that they're just reproducing autonomously like rabbits down there. Yeah, I don't understand that. (laughs) No. Yeah, they're giving birth. I don't know. Um, Anyway. You said they fight with the Tylers and realize the clones at the, the actual end. Tylers. The actual Tylers. And their doppelgangers as well, I think. Well, I guess so. And in the process of doing that, the clones are all released, which is something that you and I both predicted. Yeah. Is that like, because I guess we both thought, well, if the clones could leave the whole time, why wouldn't they? They must be restrained, right? Yeah. That makes logical sense. I gave you half a point because the clones do leave the facility and, and run yeah, rampage. Yeah, not so, at that point. So you, you get half a point there. You said the Tylers have doppels. I give you one point. Um, well, they do. I 
guess. You, you But you were like, you were saying, because the Tylers are bad guys, would they have doppelgangers? Oh, I guess they would because you would clone yourself before you would clone anybody else. So I give you a point for that. You said that there was going to be a fake out at some point. You predicted a few times where there, there was going to be a fake yeah. out. There wasn't really. Yeah, I thought Gabe would come back, but it's his actual doppelganger the whole time. Mm. And I want to just comment on something you said. You said that over time, the doppelgangers, because you thought Gabe would come back and reassociate himself in the group and trick the rest of the family. Yeah. In a way, that does just happen. by not speaking. Or yeah, in a way, you were on the right them. track. So I gave you half a point because Adelaide kind of does that. It's yeah. a very loose connection. But when you said that Gabe would introduce himself to the group you said oh he couldn't act all weird and quote unquote twisty Yeah. so the doppelgangers must learn to behave like humans over time and sort of copy the humans because it would make no sense for the doppelgangers to act all weird and not be suspicious from everybody. Yeah, I presume from the trailer and the promotional material that they were going to assume the lives of their originals. So their whole purpose was to come out into the world, kill their original and assume their lives, but they're the evil, twisted version of their counterpart. Yeah, but no, they don't. They don't end up. They stay weird and twisty for the remainder of the movie and then they join the big human chain. So, in total, you got 32. Way! Clear winner this time. You beat me, which is weird because I thought I was going to beat you this episode. Yeah, me too. To be honest with you. Me but too. There you go. I think you got a few more points there. I think you're on the right track with the whole of mirrors. And I think... Oh, I guess that is a pretty big detail mm, that I got that you didn't, so... I think I went on a different direction there in my little yeah, gust story direction. there. That's right. But what can we do? We can only go with what the trailer has to say. Yeah. Look, I know we said before that this isn't a review and we don't really like to share our feelings about the movie. Mm. But recalling back to our original episode, this was a movie that I was excited about seeing. Me too. It was a movie that I thought looked really good and the trailer was really good. What happened? I've got to say, personally speaking, I was really disappointed by the final film. I know a lot of people loved it. It's got a really high score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's really critically acclaimed. Yeah. But personally speaking, I was really disappointed with how they handled the final film. Well, when we did this episode, we put it on such a high pedestal because of the previous movie, um, Get Out. We both like Get Out. And I remember we were really stressing about this episode because we thought, well, everything that they're going to do is going to be very, very clever. It's going to be really well thought out and we're not going to see any of the twists coming. No. Now, I didn't hate the movie. I know it sounds like I did. No, I didn't hate I'm, it either. I thought it jabs. was entertaining. I thought it was good. It was. It's very stylized and it was enjoyable. But like, when you think about it, the more you think about it, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. If you analyze it at all, at any stage, yeah. on any level, the movie just falls apart. So, for example, are we to believe the doppelgangers copy the humans, right? Yeah, yeah. Underground in the facility? Yeah, absolutely. So, how are they forming free will and are they taught free will and... Yes, and we're to presume that Red taught the doppelgangers free will and then led them to their uprising up the escalator. But then why does Jason's doppelganger copy Jason into the fire, you know? And then and then there's the I whole thing. I guess they haven't totally learnt. And you know how passionate I am about this. Why didn't Adelaide, the child Adelaide, the real Adelaide, just leave yes. the facility? Yeah, exactly. I don't understand why she didn't do that. Because she obviously knows how to get out because she gets out. Yeah. But she leads all the other clones out. Yeah, so she what? said the whole reason that they hadn't left at that stage was because she was busy teaching the clones free will and how to rise up against their originals up above. Yeah, so why does it take her her whole childhood and her whole Why did she do that in the first place? Why didn't she just leave? Are we to presume that she got lost in the facility? And if she was chained up, if she was chained up for years and years, how was she eating? How was she surviving? Well, she was eating rabbits, apparently. Were they bringing her the rabbits? I I guess so, but they can't because 
because they copy what the doppelgangers yeah, do. Exactly. And also she's the only one with free will, so Yeah, and there's a scene where she was explaining that the doppelgangers treated her differently and all the doppelgangers put their hands on her. Yes. Does that happen in the real Adelaide's life? Because all the doppelgangers no. copy what for she's some doing. reason for some reason, even though these doppels intended purpose is just to connect with their original on some sort of level, whether yeah. it's a psychic level or something beyond that on the soul level. I think they said that part of their soul is shared between two bodies. Right. But that's a religious thing that the characters decided. Yeah, I guess so. But then how come when the original goes down there, she is forced to copy what her clone is doing in the up above world? Yeah. If she's got free will, why is she doing why the big she ballet dance? Yeah, why is she dancing? And also, why is the real Adelaide so agile and so good at evading all of the clone Adelaide's attacks? Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of things that don't marry they up. They sort of say, well, they suggest really, they don't say this explicitly, that the original Adelaide was driven insane by being down there with the doppels. Yeah. Does How does that explain her losing her voice? Well, how- they said that her voice was damaged when she was strangled. So she was choked oh, out by her okay. doppel, All right, dragged down sense. into the facility. So her voice has been damaged when she was strangled. That's why she talks in a weird voice. She must have been strangled pretty badly. Yeah, exactly. Well, she was choked out. So some damage must have been done, muscular or People in the UFC get choked out all the time. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, good may- point. Maybe, maybe, but yeah. It's a very flimsy twist. And the twist is only in the movie of Adelaide actually being her double the whole time. The only reason that that twist is in the movie is for shock factor. And there's no logical reason whatsoever for it to yeah. be in the movie. Look, if someone doesn't li- help the metaphor, the metaphor is completely fine, whether that happens or not. Yeah, definitely. Well, we already said earlier that the metaphor is a bit shaky, the whole class system and social structure system. But you can get it and you can sort of understand the message. So I kind of feel like Jordan Peele didn't focus on either aspect of the movie. He didn't focus on the the metaphor and he didn't focus on the actual plot of the movie either. Like the in-universe plot. Listen, if somebody is listening and they're yelling at this podcast right now. Saying we don't get it. We don't get it. Please message us because I really want to understand it. There's so many things here that just don't add up for me. And I'm going to say it. I think our plots would kind of better in some yeah. in some areas because we at least tried to th- and that's oh that's going to sound so bad but like we tried to put these things in perspective but there are things and there were so many missed opportunities that was up. the one thing that I was mainly disappointed about there were so many missed opportunities for the mm. movie to be scary mm. and as I said before it felt like the filmmakers were actively trying not to scare the audience so every jump scare there weren't really many jump scares and I'm not saying that a jump scare makes a scary movie but anytime that a character would there was jump an out. owl. <laughs> yeah, there was an owl jump scare twice. I loved it when she smacked the owl the second time at the funny. golf club. But any time that a character would sneak up, one of the bad guys, one of the doppels would sneak up on one of our main characters, there was always a shot of them lurking around in the background before they came running over. There was never a surprise. They always telegraphed the fact that the doppel was going to come charging in. And I said, and I thought that it would be really creepy if the doppels learnt mannerisms of their originals and just in a creepy way parroted non sequiturs. That would have been really fun. Yeah. But I guess if that wasn't the original intention, you can't really do that. But they weren't really that creepy, aside from being, in a weird way, subhuman. Again, what does that say about the metaphor? Are you saying that the lower class or the people who aren't privileged well, are subhuman? I guess, I guess you could take away that they're strange to the yeah. upper level people. Yeah, the privileged. The privileged people don't, uh, don't relate to them or whatever, or because they don't have the same resources. I remember when we did this podcast, we stopped recording and then we looked at each other, me and Kieran looked at each other and went, oh my God, there are twins in this movie. And we slapped yeah. our heads, our hands to our head. And we, we were like, like, there is definitely going to be a point in the movie 
word. We when there's a twin fake out, because they're twins, yeah. there's going to be a point where one of the Tyler sisters that's going to be such a big twin, thing, but yeah. it's actually their double. But they never they, do that they in the movie. Never. There's no fake out at all. There's and there's n- never a point where you think that the doppelganger or the tethered is the actual person. They never ever do that, and the movie is rife with opportunities well, to guess, do that. I guess the movie is one big thing where you think Adelaide. Yeah, is yeah. Well, Adelaide, you think she's the original, but she's actually her double the whole time. But again, we've already pointed out how that doesn't really yeah. make a lot of sense. When I watched this, I enjoyed it, but because Kieran guessed the twist in it, and then when we, the movie finished, because all the way through, I was like, no, she can't yeah, be. Yeah, we discussed throughout the entire movie while we were watching it, we're like, because really early on, it looked like it was going to be a sure thing. Mm. But then as the movie progressed, we were like, well, it oh, doesn't make sense because of this. You can't do it. Yeah. This so can't. the more that we delved into the plot and learnt about the doppelgangers, the less it made sense. Also, how does Adelaide, original Adelaide, I'll call her underground Adelaide. Red. Red. How does Red know that clone Adelaide is not eating rabbits, is receiving Christmas gifts? How does she know all that? How does she know that Gabe, you know, she marries Unless the it's the location that makes a difference? Does the location I don't know. make the difference know. between being a clone and a, an original? I don't know. How does she know? But like I'm guessing I'm saying is how does she know everything that's happening in her life if there's no psychic connection or... If she has free will. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't she just go up the escalator? Why didn't she... Why didn't she escape? That I think that's what bothered me the most. Why didn't Adelaide escape? There's no reason I can see that she didn't. And there's a working escalator. How is that escalator working? <laughs> we're to believe that the... Well, I guess we're just told this, but we're supposed to believe that the doppelgangers, the tethered, are evil in some aspect. They don't have the same compassion that humans do. But then why does Adelaide's doppelganger, the one who is Adelaide throughout the entire movie, why isn't she evil at all? Why doesn't she have a dark side? I don't know. Maybe she just is pretending. Unless the whole message is, oh, it doesn't matter who you are. We're all the same. Yeah. It's just depends on what your upbringing is. If would- you're born into wealth, you're going to be wealthy. If you're a poor person who's plucked away, who's adopted. If it's different strokes and little Arnold is adopted by rich parents, yeah, he's going to grow up to be a completely different person if he was in this environment down in the lower class. I guess so. I guess so. That could be an explanation, but this isn't the movie to give us that. I watched a review where someone said that they give tells of Adelaide being a doppelganger the whole time, but her acting unusual, but I didn't pick that up at all. Yeah. Well, she said she wasn't much of a talker, but she sure did a lot of talking, <laughs> if that's the reason. Yeah. I guess she had to learn how to talk. I wonder if the doppelgangers are all, that human chain goes underwater as well. Like, how far does that go? Is it just America? Is it worldwide? Yeah. Look, good movie. Good acting. Entertaining. <laughs> not, that it, not a not excellent, review. Excellent cinematography. Excellent acting, excellent directing. It's There's, just that writing. It's just that there were places that we thought it could have gone that it didn't go. And that would be fine if they went in a better direction, if they explored it a little bit more. But it just didn't just didn't feel very original. <laughs> no. And I guess that's why we feel so disappointed by it. Yeah. Please, if you have answers to any of our questions or if you feel like we've completely missed the mark. Who's putting the rabbits there? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said before. <laughs> if you have any answers, please let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Email.com. Otherwise, you can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site, or you can find us on Facebook. Just do a search in the little Facebook search bar for Potential Spoilers Podcast and look for our little caution symbol logo. Mm-hmm. And you can answer any questions that we have if you feel like we're completely wrong. Or maybe we're idiots. Or maybe you have a completely different interpretation that makes more sense than what Jordan Peele's explained. Yeah. Because if the whole metaphor is lost on us, and you've got one that makes sense, I'd love to hear it. I think I'd be more satisfied. Now, before we go, I just want to let everyone know what we're going to be predicting next week. We're going back to movie predictions for upcoming movies. 
And next week, you're going to be very excited for this one, Matty yeah. D. We're returning to a sequel yeah. for a well-beloved franchise. Yeah. Are you getting excited so far? I don't know what movie we're doing. Yeah. We are going to be doing the sequel to Jumanji, the new Jumanji. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Jumanji, the next level, aka Jumanji 2. Did you see the first one? No, I didn't. I, I so, saw the first one. Really? Yeah. So this is going to be completely new to me, so it's going to be very interesting to see what I predict, mm. although I might do my research in the interim. Yes. I think this movie will be, yeah, you, you won't need to see the first one, but I guess really? we'll see. I think so. Just starting with a new slate. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we'll see next week what we decide on what we think is going to happen. Yes. So join us for that. Goodbye. And we will see you then. Josh, what was that? What? I heard something outside. Okay. The rustling, walking like a person. There's a person walking around outside our fucking house. It's probably a squirrel. I don't know. Would you please get up and look? Oh, I don't want to. I want to stay down here. I want to just stay in my cozy spot. Get up and look. Jesus Christ. Hey, uh, Ophelia, lights up. I see nothing. I see beautiful stars. Are you really looking? Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, shit. No, yeah, I, there's something out there. Don't fuck with me, Josh. I'm not fucking with you. I'm serious. There's something out there. Look, look behind the car. Where? I don't it's see it. By the car. I look. Can't... Oh, shit. What? <gasps> it's free real estate. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Seriously. <laughs>